And we're back on all popular channels, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, you name it. We're back on another episode of God Live B2B Jam Session. We are unleashing the future of work. And it's Thursday, everybody. It's freaking Thursday, which is amazing. Thank goodness it's Thursday. Nowadays, during these COVID-19 times, Thursday is the new Friday. So <laughs> enjoy yourself. Take a break. Get ready to turn up. Saturday, which is going to be tomorrow's Friday. And if you're tuning in from Oakland, much love to you. Thank you for tuning in to our lovely backyard, Oakland, California. Oakland, stand up. If you're in Oakland, what are you doing this weekend? Let's hang. Let us know. If you're volunteering, if you're hanging out, going to the park with your family and kids, let us know in the comments. If you're tuning in from the UK, Nijab, Saudi Arabia, because we have an international audience, please show us some love as well. Let us know your name. And get ready for my special guest today. Man, I am talking to my man, Kendi, who is the founder and managing director of Fidelitel. Fidelitel. And Fidelitel is America's America. This is not just Texas or Seattle or Washington. America's first telecom operator tailored to the African diaspora and people of African descent. Fidelitel is a prepaid wireless connecting Afro communities who demand simple, affordable, reliable, and seamless, seamless connectivity at all at an um, un, unbeatable value. And it's incredibly exciting for me to talk with him because he has such a powerful story in terms of how he led uh, and how, what led him to building the company and just his upbringing as well as how he transitioned into the yes. Similar to him, we're both immigrants. So, you know, he's, 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 he's an African boy like, like, like me as well. So, you know, I'm excited to talk with him because he's, a, he's, he's actually a really great friend for us um, at our company, Guide. And he has so much wisdom to share on building a company, being an entrepreneur, and really always beating the odds and being resilient. So if you're excited to hear a little bit more about him and chat with us, please be a part of the conversation. And much love to Mava, who's tuning in from Spain, and Sanjeev, who is tuning in from God knows where. <laughs> Sanjeev, let us know where you're tuning in from. Kendi, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, my man. How are you doing? It's truly an honor to have you on the show, man. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing good. I'm managing, um, you know, the season, the hard times. I've yeah. been um, challenging, but better for all of us. You know, yeah. it depends on how you're viewing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'd yeah. love for you to share because, you know, you've been building your business for quite some time now. And you yeah. stay in Seattle, correct? Yeah, I live in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, it's rainy actually today. It's rainy. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, oh, wow. man. It's summer, but it's rainy today. Yeah, very, very weird. Yeah, Seattle. If you're if you're listening and tuning in from Seattle, stand up. Seattle is in the building. Can we'd love for you to share a little bit more about you know what inspired you to build the company and you because you shared your story with me on how you actually even just transitioned to the U.S. and all of the different businesses that you started before. But what inspired Fidelitel? Um, so I, um, three years ago, almost like almost four years ago, um, you know, I had, um, I had this vision when I was working with Microsoft, uh, before and, um, you know, I, I approached my, my manager and, um, you know, I told her, Hey, uh, why do you, um, collect these phone numbers from customers and then, um, uh, you're not using them. And, and from there, actually my manager told me, Hey, you know, um we will use them for the future for marketing purposes but now we don't have the system to do marketing and i said oh okay so i for me that a bulb kind of lit up i was like oh this is an opportunity right 
and, and I don't know if you know, but Africans, we, we, we are opportunists as well. You yeah. know, you hear an idea, you hear an idea, and if you are an entrepreneur, um, something just will spark you up and, and, and you know, you, you will start building something. And so that's where I started building a company called Textweek. Mm. Um, and Textweek was uh, one of the companies that I started. And I built actually text week when I was going through the downtime of my life. I know I, I mentioned that to you. And um, uh, for the for the um, um, audience, it's uh, that are here. Um, everyone you know goes through hard time, and for me that was like you know when I was going through a, a divorce. Um, mm. And um, um, so I decided when I moved out, I went to my single room. And that's when ideas started flowing, you know, when when you're stressed up, when you're pressed down, when you feel like you're done, you know, um, the idea started flowing. And so I started building text week, a text messaging um, software. So from there, I built it. We had a lot of customers, uh, uh, clients. And then from there, I brought in a team, um, co-founders, um, which unfortunately uh, later, which this is also a part of what um, entrepreneurship is all about. Yeah. We, you know, we we had a disagreement, um, and I lost my company. Wow. Um, so my bigger goal when I was writing Text Week, my bigger goal was uh, to own a telecommunication, just to start from text messaging and later own a telecommunication. But honestly. My, my downfall was my other phase of life. Mm. It was kind of like a, um, a transitioning and, and taking me to my bigger goal and my bigger dream. Of course, I was really stressed. You know, I, sometimes I joke around when I speak to people. It's like I, I spent two weeks, um, <laughs> I don't know the audience here, but I spent two weeks walking, you know, walking in the house with my underwear, you know, like just like... <laughs> You know, I was not shaved. I was not shaving. I was just like really, I was looking so miserable because um, this was like my baby that I worked and built for two years. And um, you're seeing it's growing, money is coming in and, mm. and, and people are, are starting to see your fruits. And then all of a sudden, just like that, something just disappears. Um, and, and you have this stressful moment and um yeah so then um for those two weeks i was sitting down i was just in the house not doing anything i was just netflixing and i was just listening watching movies and i i, I thought my life was over mm. um in terms of technology and in terms of an entrepreneurship but um that's when a friend of mine a very close friend of mine came in and was like hey you know opened up and the curtains and like hey you really need to get your stuffs together you know you need to get your life together you you know you're an entrepreneur um just think about the bigger picture you had for this and i said no no you know i can't go there because i needed this to take me there but honestly mm -hmm. um um I, I i didn't need that to take me here i know you know i i had my god really on my side and um um one of the things that i i, I remember is um a friend of mine who i met at um uh, who is actually my co-founder now i met him in kenya when i was flying to morocco um to meet with my team and then to kenya this is uh, honestly to me this is god's doing where uh, god connected me to this person and we met at a coffee shop in kenya and we were discussing he wanted me to help him on his platform nothing had to do with my stuff at all 
And so later down the line, like immediately after my companies fell down, the same, same month, he contacted me. Wow. And he's like, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be, this is in Kenya. He's in Kenya. And he contacted me, said, I'm going to be in Spokane, um, sorry, Oregon. Um, and you live in Seattle. Why don't you come and, and meet me? Right? And immediately, that's the same week, actually, that I was stressed up and I didn't have anything to do. You know, I lost everything. Um, and um, um, I remember, I remember me going there and while I was, uh, while I was um, on the bus, um, yeah, and, and, and the bus was going to Oregon. So I took the bus and my laptop and I'm just walking and this idea started flowing, flowing, flowing like, hey, you know what? Why don't you go to that idea? Because I started applying for FCC license. I started figuring out how I can get the FCC license like two, three years ago. And I did not know how I'm going to acquire the FCC license because I didn't have money. I could not pay for the attorneys and fees and all that to get the license to own a telecommunication. Um, so yeah, so I, I I met him, I met up with him and we started talking about his idea. And then he asked me, what have you been up to? <laughs> so I mentioned what I was up to. And uh, and then there was like, oh, uh, he did, actually he brushed it off a little bit and uh, we were walking by a subway. And then when he got back, he was like, hey, um, I would love to help. Yeah. So that's how I got a business partner and uh, I got some fundings from him um, immediately. Actually, that's that's a God doing, honestly, uh, because this is someone from Kenya. I expected maybe someone from the U.S. to help me. But yeah. he, just, he was like for me, it was like God brought him to me, you know, yeah. the U.S. And then um, so from there. Um, yeah. So I applied for FCC license and um, I got F it took a couple months and then I got the FCC license. Um, and then also, um, I started partnership with um, AT and T, and the, the the deal did not go very well with with oh. us and them through a, a third party. And um, and then again, that was another my downfall. I was like, oh shoot, is this thing going to work? Um, and then I, again, we started from scratch again. Uh, then the sec we were going to launch the business December. Uh, then we fell, like we hit a, a glitch. Um, and then so I was like, oh, this is really tough. And, you know, when you have a bigger dream, when you have a bigger goal, uh, you just have to keep pressing and pressing and pressing on. You know, it's just like nothing can ever stop you. So I, I was just moving, moving. Um, um, and for me, stumbling blocks were just a way for me to show me that I had a, a bigger picture. And I remember one, one, uh, one audio I listened one time, it said that if your vision is, if, if you can find your vision, that's not a vision. But if you have a vision and a bigger dream and you cannot fund it and, and people, God will find people to fund you, then you have something that you should not let go. And, and since for me, that's something that I started holding on. I was like, I cannot fund this. You know, this was like a multi-million dollar b uh, business. So I could not really fund it. Um, and, um, and so from there, we got the license and then we started, we partnered with, uh, um, we applied for T-Mobile. So this was really funny. Uh, we applied for T-Mobile next, and it took three months because T-Mobile was in a merger with Sprint. Hmm. So yeah, and this so was recent, right? Yeah. So now, like the the merger with Sprint, so T-Mobile was receiving a lot of you know um, inquiries, a lot of partnership, and 
And so they were really super busy and we kept on going on, uh, sending emails. I remember I was sending emails every week or twice. <laughs> I was following up with them and I'm like, uh, this was a through also a third party that I was like, hey guys, please, please, please do this for us. I even reached out to a uh, C-level executive on LinkedIn, you know, cause that's how persistent I was. And so, yeah, eventually, eventually I received an email and it said, uh, T-Mobile um, has really accepted you guys because right now they're not accepting many people because of the merger, but they have accepted you. I was like, what? You know, that was like a shocker to me. So, um, and then, so we also got a license, uh, the FCC license to own a telecommunication. Um, and so we started building our own platform. So the uniqueness of what we've done is um, we own our own platform. Wow. Um, we don't, we don't, uh, uh, we own um, an MVNE, which is a mobile virtual network enabler, which is connected to the um, T-Mobile and their third party uh, backend for uh, our, our system is a billing system. And also we own our customer portal. So our customer portal is the one that I've tirelessly been working all night, building it, um, building it with a team. And also um, uh, we've built up our, our board members and uh, a team around us, a community that we have, we have we've really been uh, you know, receiving. And also now, as I'm speaking to you, we have, uh, it, it's taken us longer. Uh, this was like our second phase again of coming up. And mm -hmm. so we have our, our first beta tester and we are, we are we are going to you know start um, doing publication and talking about where we are going. Um, also, you know we applied for funds for many many people, many companies, and um, you know some people turn most people turned us down, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that we we have to stop the business because you know we, we don't depend on we don't depend on, on on their opinion or on their funds because we just keep moving with what we have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah and so far yeah so that's that's where we are that's powerful and it, it's it's crazy because how things serendipitously happen through persistence for you in terms of how you met your first uh your first backing your who's your business partner you know yeah. we also love for you to share because everyone every entrepreneur who's listening to this every person that's a part of our guy community we're all going through COVID 19 together you know mm -hmm. what are your recommendations on how people who want to solve a problem entrepreneurs what are two or three things that you would have to share for them that they can learn to be per persistent through times such as COVID-19? Um, so one of the things that really I've learned from um, as an entrepreneur is that really an entrepreneur needs a hard time. Yeah. Um, if you get really, if you get it easy, you you'll not invent. You never, you, you, you really won't see a, a, where a problem is, right? Mm. Um, and you need to be challenged. You need to be pushed to a level where you you start recognizing other things around you. Because yeah. mostly as an entrepreneur, we are all focused on our ideas and um, and we are focused on, on building stuff for other people than, yeah. than listening from the people and building stuff based on what their needs are. Really co-creating them. Like COVID, right? So like COVID, um, this is like, this is really, a, it, it's a challenging times for, for entrepreneurs, especially, even raising funds, um, raising funds. I, I don't know your audience much, uh, but I, I believe that yeah, sometimes you, uh, mostly maybe you have an audience from um, of African origin, you know, and then you have um, uh, whites, especially, right? Um, sometimes you um, so, have an audience from um, of African origin. Yeah, so 
so basically i will say that um one of the things that they can they can um uh, look at is what what do they have at the moment um and especially if, if they are going through a tough time right now is is um one of the books that i read before when i was flying back to kenya i read it three times by uh, victor franco and i still have it actually it's here mm. um yeah this is one of the book actually i always recommend people it's man's search for meaning it's it's really it's really funny book but it talks about why you know your why why mm. and 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 uh, i think uh, there's another guy also i think somebody's cynic or something he talks about start with your why or something so but like why are you doing what you're doing when you know what you're doing like um for example why am i building a telecommunication for myself i mean and this is just just a this for me is is one of the projects that i'm working on and i know soon enough you'll see a bigger project coming in actually which is really flowing uh, it's it's been taking longer time but um um it is really doing very well uh, what why am i doing what i'm doing and um challenging times for me is innovation is when really i i i'm cooling my mind when you're in the storm when you're in the storm you should not fuzz you know you should not just be like scared you should be really so calm in the storm and that's when you can listen that's when you can see you know um because there's too much noise out there this everyone wants to do something mm. um but you as an entrepreneur this is the right time to listen and and re focus back on 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 your business and see on your on your invention on your venture on what do you want to do right um and what what are the pain points what are the challenges you're experiencing and really reevaluating kind of like uh, reassessing where you are standing and 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 kind of pulling yourself back like I, i like the saying of the arrow the bow and the arrow where now this is the right time where you pull yourself back keep on pulling yourself back and finding out and getting that strength while this covid is really taking everyone down to some people of course it's taking them up but now you at the same time you're pulling yourself you're getting that strength and then when the right time comes i mean the force that you can go with is really um um imaginable um yeah. or unimaginable so so one of the things is entrepreneurs should really uh, right now at the moment uh, the ones who are listening they should they should not be scared of of anything um because um really there's tough times everywhere you know and and covid covid was has affected everyone so no one should just cry and say oh it's affected me alone right it affected everyone um and it doesn't mean that there's a lot of things that have happened honestly and and you know like black lives matters um is another thing that really has opened many big eyes uh, like people to really listen to us as an entrepreneur because in terms of the vcs and funding right um and and if you're if you're a business that is fortunate enough to to do something that can uh create uh, that has created attention to the vc then you get funded you know because really um we we get only 1% of the fundings it's really hard it's really hard for especially people of color it's not that easy i can i can tell you how many how many doors i've knocked you'll be surprised like seriously you will be surprised i flew to new york man like um plane uh sorry a uh, plane train to train Tra- i've jumped train to train man like i've i've been practicing my pitch on on the on the train people wondering what is this guy doing he's talking to himself i jump <laughs> on the train man i'm like 
I'm going places to places. And then when I get there, I get disappointed. And then the good thing with me is <clears throat> when I when I get disappointed, I really love that because I I move on very fast. I'm like, okay, that's another page. I close that page, right? I don't let anybody to put me down because of either my idea or you know, because the VCs or anybody, they're not like not like they don't like you. It's just like maybe it's not the right time for you, right? Or, or maybe um, your idea is not mature enough. Um, or there's, there's a lot of maybes, you know, but 1% or 0. Point something percent is that they don't like you because you're black. I mean, of course, right? But, but we don't have to use those kind of things in, when it comes to an entrepreneur because if you build something really great, um, even as Malcolm X um, um, said, you know, they will build a... You know, they'll build a trail to your house, something like that. And I'm paraphrasing. You know, if you if you really do it passionately, and because people see your passion, people see how motivated you are. People see. Uh, you might think that people don't they don't see really, like just because people around you, your friends, your family don't acknowledge what you're doing. People see really what you're doing. You know, the efforts you do when you're sitting at the coffee shops and you're working and you're posting, you're blogging, you're writing, your mm -hmm. tireless nights that you're spending with your developers or you developing a product. I mean, those things really, they, they work, you know, they work. If you're building something underneath, you know, I always say, um, I have this saying on myself that, Candy, you, you, are, you are like a Chinese bamboo tree. <laughs> what does that mean? You know? Yeah, I always, I always, I always call myself a Chinese bamboo tree, where uh, I, I just have to keep watering it. No matter how people are not seeing it, I have to keep watering it for five years. No matter what, even if it's five for five, my five years, I don't know what my five years will look like. Maybe it's three months, six months, one year, two years. You know, but you keep watering it. You keep watering it, and and you keep attending to it. Mm -hmm. So you're building it. And the time it shoots, the time it, it that 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 bad that the small leaf just shows up out, mm. it will take only maybe six weeks to grow to grow to a million dollar business, multi million dollar business, right? So, <clears throat> so you never know what you're doing, but as an entrepreneur, just do it persistently. I mean, don't really quit. That's what that's what for me, I can tell entrepreneurs. Yeah, no, it's so powerful, man. You know. Even in your personal story, it's the power of diligence and great. And, you know, it's a skill that many entrepreneurs are missing. And right. it applies not only to entrepreneurship, but also how you see your career. You know, Kenneth, it's truly been an honor having you on the show, man. What is your one powerful takeaway for our guy community on how they can, you know, hopefully build their future, build their dreams similar to what you're doing? Um, one of the things that I'll tell people is that I always tell people, and I think your community is really, you really have a, you've built a, a good community and a great community and a resourceful, um, you know, it's good that you're keeping on pumping them up with this information because, <laughs> yeah, because some of us actually, we, we, we did not, we, we've learned through the hard way. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you one of the things that I, I love about the, the street mentorship. I, I say that word, you know, it's a, it's a doggy dog world. You know, yeah. the street mentorship is really good. That when not only should you depend on the books, but depend on the grounds that you're walking, wow. the street. You know, listen to the listen to what the streets are saying. Listen to what people are saying. You know, you cannot just build something that people don't want. 
as an entrepreneur, of course, of course, chase your passion, chase your passion. Uh, for me, I, I mean, as my story, as you know, um, I've been houseless, right? Uh, I lost my car, man. I took buses many times, many times. I mean, for the past for almost four years, um, you know, I was houseless for a couple months, a lot of months, and I took buses many times. But I will show up on every meeting clean. Someone will think I have a house and I have a car, but you know, I smell good and I work out and I and and I and I talk to them like I own the world. So um is never lose that focus, never lose a focus of where you're going. Mm. You know, let it be before you every day, every single day. And um above all, you know, um always, you know, be I, I like the aspect of spirituality. You know, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Christian, if you're a Hindu, Buddhist, whatever you are, man, like spirituality is really great. Um, having the power that is greater than you to kind of guide you every day, you know, that's really one of the things. For me, you know, my God really has never let me down. He's never really let me down. Of course, uh, when he when the doors are closed, I always thank him. You know, I thank him for that because um, I've seen him open better doors and better great things for me. Um and then uh, the other thing also I always love to tell people is that um, don't, you know, keep, keep, keep moving, keep going. Mm. Don't listen to the noises. Just ignore the noises and keep on keeping on. Actually, mm. that, that's, that's the title of my book that I'm, I'm kind of writing right now. It's called Ignore the Noises, Keep on Keeping On. It's, it's something that I started having personally is to because there's too many noises there's noises that you're not better you're not good enough this this tool won't work or this product you're building won't work or you won't get funding or you're wasting your time or look at so and so what they're doing or oh so and so was funded you can be funded oh you're black or you're white or you're this so those are too many noises right yeah. so you just have to ignore them and and keep on keeping on um that's one of the goals that i have myself is keep on keeping on and also if there is no funds, you should you should not you sh as an entrepreneur you should not like a hundred percent. I tell entrepreneurs that you should not be stopped by funds. You should not like if it's if it's for you to sell equity in your company in exchange of a developer, just do that. Like if it's if it's if it's you to make sure that you're exchanging equity to get a salesperson or a marketing person, do that. You know, just just change with the change of times. Be someone who can just maneuver, you know, like change with the change of times. It's that's a great skill to have. You know, don't just don't just grab everything for yourself. You know, would you rather have I think we discussed this before, me and you, would you rather have hundred percent of zero or two percent of a million? Mm -hmm. You know? So I rather for me, I'd rather get a two percent of one million than a hundred percent of zero. So yes. if if my hundred percent, I'm going to you know distribute it to people that are going to bring bring me that two million or ten million, I'd rather do that, you know, so that I can focus on what I can do best. So like focus on what you can do best. Focus mm -hmm. on what you know. Know your strength, know your weaknesses, and there's nothing wrong with you identifying your weaknesses because knowing your weaknesses that will help you to get the people who are stronger than you and always be surrounded by people who are better than you. That's, that's for me. I'm always surrounded with people who are better than me. I listen to them. Uh, I have an advisor, you know, he's older. Uh, my team, I'm the youngest one. 
you know? So I get surrounded with people who are older and people who are mature and wiser. And I listen, of course, I have a point, but it does not mean that I, uh, my point is not valid, but I have to be more careful when I'm speaking because some people have a lot of knowledge. You just have to listen, you know, and, and listening is a skill I never had. So no one ever taught me about the skill of listening. I used to think that, oh, bring it, bring speaking, speaking will be something that I, you know, that, that can get me out there. So listen to people. That's, I can say, to your team, yeah, you know. Guys, so, yeah. listen to people, man. No, that's powerful. And thank you so much, Kenny, for, for joining us and, you know, sharing all of this brilliant wisdom with us. We must have you back for a future episode, my brother. What do you think? Well, yeah, yeah, actually, you know, um, I, I really was looking forward for the, uh, this one. Actually, we, we talked when, April? April, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not long ago. Yeah, we, we <laughs> talked about this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, and, 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 and a, lot, a lot has happened, actually. A lot has happened uh, in the midst of the COVID. A lot has happened in our businesses. And, um, yeah, I, I would really love to come in and, and, and talk to you. Team, you know, you and your guide group and... Um, um, uh, you know, the team, entire team, you guys are doing really, 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 really great work. Uh, your app really is, um, you know, I've, I've sat down, um, I've sat down with your, you know, with your co-founder. Um, he's a friend of ours, a mutual friend. <laughs> shout out to Taban Cosmo. Taban, Taban, yeah, yeah, shout out to uh, Taban. Taban is really great. Uh, he's a, he's a good guy, down to earth guy. I, I really like his, uh, his, uh, um, like zeal like he has this grit you know like something that he pushes and i like that about him um and he's ambitious man um so i actually met him yesterday at the coffee shop and a day before that um where all of us we work from that places so i mean what you're doing really with your team and your group man i, I all wish your guys success and i know um you know i always say this and i i keep on telling him every time i see him i'm like listen all this bigger bands and, and and bigger music group and you know team i mean we are we know all this ones like you know like these people did not like people think like oh someone someone is a hit and they're like oh this guy is a hit he just came out no 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 man these people had rejections and they had objections they had blocks they had many things and and you know what funny thing about life team is that life favors everyone that's one thing we don't know. Like we always think, like oh, we always call us. We say, oh, why me? Or why am? Why am I? You know, stop. I always tell people, stop whining. Life is really. Life is what life is. That's that. Life has to be. If your life can't go up and down, you know, like in the hospital, that means you're not alive. If it goes flat, you're dead. So, <laughs> it's true. You know, if it's if, if if your line is straight, yeah, then you're gone. <laughs> Yeah, you you're gone. So it has to be up and down, up and down, up and down. And so when you receive your app, you know, thank God for that. Thank your your maker for that, and, and and appreciate that. If you're going down, appreciate that, and and look at why am I going down? Because it does not mean that you're going to stay that down forever. You know, you're yeah. going to go up. You're going to go up. So that that's the beauty of life. That the season. That's how God made us. The seasons of life, right? So yeah, so man, all, all the best. I would really love to come in again. Um, I would really love again to you know uh, uh, hear your audience what they have to say and and please. Uh, uh, well, we are looking for beta testers. Um, if you're in the US, 
and you'd like to test our line Fidelitel, um, we, are, we are now still on the beta, but we are planning to really fully launch the product soon enough. Um, so we, we will give we give one month, uh, even two months for free, actually, until we are we are comfortable. Because the reason why we are doing this is we built our own platform. If it was like a platform that was built by somebody else, we'd be like, ah, oh, come on, we know this platform, it's working. Yeah. But uh, because we want to collect um, bugs and and make sure that we fix all those bugs and and to have a good customer service, because also the other thing is we want to have a, um, a language customer support as for, for different languages in Africa, you know, from Africa. So people in the US, people in diaspora, and maybe say your mother, my mother, or people of different ages, if they're calling their language, if it's Amharic, uh, if it's uh, uh, Yoruba, if it's Swahili, you know, they can get a customer support. I mean, that's kind of like where we are going and we're going to test all those slowly by slowly, hopefully. And also if you're an investor, and you like to invest in our product, you know, we welcome you and we would love to hear from you. If also you have anything that you want to tell us about change something, honestly, this is a community. Uh, we, are, we are one community and we would love to hear from anybody or from your team. And thank you so much for having me, uh, team. Appreciate it. No, we appreciate you, man. And want to show love to our amazing community and audience. And to give them the last word, shout out to Cyrus who says, chase your passion, be confident and relentlessly grind love that kenneth and tunde our boy tunde saying this is resilience persistence so go get it kenneth it's truly been an honor man thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon my brother a pleasure thank you buddy you too Bye. brother and that was another phenomenal guest who blessed us with a lot of wisdom and you know one thing that my belief is that we should take away from what kenneth said is this power that you have as an entrepreneur or a leader and really dictating your own future, no matter what your situation, context, or environment is. And, you know, for many people who are going through COVID-19 right now in their work or their life, you know, whatever you're going through, you can push through it. And more importantly, there's this really grittiness that you have to have and embody if you ever want to succeed. And it's true in entrepreneurship, but it's just true in life. And this idea of the waves of life, it's true, right? If your life is linear, that means you're not hustling enough and you're not growing enough. So, you know, we often grow when we do what's uncomfortable. With that said, I do have, we do have another special guest for you all coming up, but I want you all to chill, hang out, get some water, get some soda, maybe grab some food, and we'll be right back with our next guest. Talk soon.
things change, people change, love grows, come and go. Welcome back. Hope you had a nice break. Excited for my next guest, Aaron Wilson, who is the Chief Talent Officer at Team.ai, which is in a nutshell building the future of hiring. You know, Aaron has been a prolific leader in the talent management, talent strategy, talent acquisition space for quite some time. 
And, you know, we're going to talk to him a little bit more about his background, how he got started in the work that he does around employee experience and talent development, as well as talent leadership. And ask him a little bit about how he's been doing through this crisis that we're all going through and what's up and coming for Team.ai and what he's really excited about when it comes to the future of work and hiring. With that said, let me bring on my boy Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? What's up, Tim? How you doing, man? It's going well, man. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, we're just surviving out here like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> through a pandemic. Where are you tuning in from, man? Oh, uh, today I'm right in the center of San Francisco, Hayes Valley. Hayes Valley. Uh, dude, literally in the center of San Francisco. You know, what have been two or three learnings that you've received, you know, during this pandemic, man? <laughs> oh, man. First and foremost, uh, homeschooling two small kids while trying to build a startup is incredibly challenging. Man. That is a that is a learning I cannot unlearn at this point. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I will say though that I have uh, I feel like we've all had an opportunity to rethink how we invest our time and mm. when and where we invest that that time and energy. And so that's mm. been a big learning for myself. Um, maybe I wasn't always investing in all the right places all the time. Uh, it was easy to just get get going. You know what I mean? Get on a run. And so that's been I've learned that. Uh, I could channel my energy a bit differently. Yeah, no, that's powerful. That's powerful, man. Dude, we'd love for you to share a little bit more about Team.ai and what you all are working on with Team.ai, which is really, really cool tech that has – have you all released it yet? Not yet, man. It's coming soon. We got something coming out um, end of summer here, uh, September or so. So be on the look. Um, mm. But, yeah, man, we're just – we're in here uh, trying to shape the future of work. You know, I think we – we're focused really clearly on delivering talent or helping our customers build teams for their business. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. We believe that in order to do that uh, in the best way, you have to leverage many things, people most importantly, um, but then also process and system design, super important. And uh, last but not least technology. Mm. And how do we use technology to make things more efficient, more effective, more equitable and inclusive? Mm. And it's really important, too, when it comes to talent. And one of the things that we believe within God is that your talent is your greatest asset within the company, right? How you nurture them, how you how you grow them, how you recognize them and even allow them to, to be a platform for your brand, your company is really crucial. We'd love for you to share a little bit more about, you know, before even Team.ai, man, all of the things you've done in your really dynamic career. Uh, man, I'm just a recruiter. Uh, <laughs> I'm really just a recruiter. But I, I've had the fortune of working on all sides of that coin. Um, you know, I fell into uh, external recruiting a long time ago and got to play a consult consultative role, um, you know, in a role of Canada advocate in many ways. And, and then from there moved internally. And so I got to play the role of first recruiter. Uh, I grew into head of talent, had some fun that way, worked for a company called Bright Roll, where we did about 550 hires in three years wow. and scaled into an exit to uh, Yahoo uh, at the time. And, and then from there, man, I just fell in love with uh, systems, data, uh, really trying to impact the talent game at scale. And so, um, you know, global sourcing, compliance, and I eventually moved into more product development, product management in the space. And, and that's where we are today. Yeah. So, you know, with, with Team.ai, you know, because it's really unique type controller building um, in terms of the, the, the around the future of work and the future of how hiring would be. We'd love to have you describe your definition. Where do you think the future of hiring is going? Do you still see re resumes becoming 
the the mainstay and how we recruit and verify and validate if someone's good to work within the company. We'd love to get your thoughts on that, man. Yeah, man. Well, look, I think resumes are here to stay because it's how we communicate. Mm-hmm. So um, when you think about you know a candidate and hiring manager trying to communicate clearly to one another, um, that can be more challenging than it sounds. Even if we both speak English, we may not always understand each other. And mm-hmm. so the resume is a simple way to communicate uh, uh, two ways, uh, similar to a job description. So I don't think those are going anywhere. Um, but there's enough data out there that hiring based on the resume alone is not a best practice. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think what you'll see is the assessment model evolve. So on top of the resume, what data are we using to make these decisions on who we move forward with and who we hire? And I believe that um, structured interviewing, which you've heard as a as a buzzword or a trend for five, seven years now, uh, will become a thing. Mm. Uh, there is no silver bullet in hiring, but structured interviewing is as close as it gets to that. Yeah. yeah. So when you say structured interviewing, you're talking about behavioral interviews, things of that nature? Uh, yeah, uh, a blended, right? Um, talking about just as simple as stage design. So mm-hmm. how many interactions are we going to have with this person? Um, you know, how many do we need to have? How many do we want to have? But more importantly, talking about something competency-based hiring. Yeah. And the idea that every interview should be based off a competency or cultural value that you're trying to assess in a very clear and structured, objective way. No, that's really, really powerful. We'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, what are a few companies you believe are doing that really, really well in terms of recruiting talent and then making sure that they're the right talent in terms of culture fit? Yeah, well, um, you know, Stripe has been a company to watch for many years. So it's not a new name in the tech industry, but I love to continue to give them credit because they continue to stay ahead of that game. Um, mm-hmm. All the way from the way they write their job descriptions to the innovation in recruiting whole teams versus individuals. I mean, they really thought out of the box wow. on how to create a great experience. Um, you know, I'd be silly not to plug one of the companies we're working with that's investing a ton of energy into this right now um, called Sweetgreen. A lot of people have had a salad at the Sweet Green restaurant, which is amazing. <laughs> which is amazing, right? Is the, what is it? The Chipotle salads. I'm yeah, in. It's um, <laughs> but what a lot of people don't know is that they've made a huge investment in technology, and they're building out those departments in the organization. And we've had the good fortune of TMI to work with them and implement some structured uh, interviewing, and and the early results have been fantastic. Um, outside of giving you all the data, you know, um, we're talking between 20 and 30 hires out of the shoot with 45, 46% of those um, being in the DNI uh, discussion. And um, when we talk about how we got to those results, you know, it's not um, a, a hunt for more supply, which often is the discussion. Uh, it is structured interviewing creates objective data that we can make informed decisions about and and move away from bias and move into using this data to make better decisions. Yeah, no, that's powerful. That's powerful. Man, Aaron, man, when you when you think about the future of work, what do you think are, you know, a few skills that leaders who are managing talent and growing talent really need to nail in order to build the best teams? Oh man, listening. Yeah. Your teams will tell you everything that you want to hear if you just listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So, yeah. so listening, you know, I think is one active listening, right? Um, 
two is just being more agile. Um, you know, the talent is shaping, shift, shape shifting uh, quick, you know, and, and if you want to build a strong team and keep it happy and keep it motivated, you need to be agile as a leader um, and understand how to iterate or evolve with the team and the business in that sense. Um, and I think the third piece is you have to be responsive. Mm. You know, you have to um, be flexible to personal needs and situations, working environments, uh, identities, mm. uh, right? Different cultural attributes based on where you are in the globe. Again, the word diversity is used as a catch-all. Um, but if you really want to be a great leader and you're managing teams around the globe, you can't take a one-size-fits-all approach into that discussion. So being truly responsive to your team and the environment you're trying to build is going to be mission critical in the future. Man, that's powerful, brother. That's powerful, man. So where can our amazing guy community kind of follow the work that you and the teammate, team.ai, um, team.ai team are doing? Hey, <laughs> hey. That's a, that's a, that's a word tango, man. Team.ai team. Love that, man. Love the name, by the way. I always, I always love the name. You know, where can they follow the movement that you all are building? And more importantly, you know, what's next for team.ai? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, right now we're pretty quiet about what's going on. I mean, certainly check out the website. It won't be in private beta forever. So there will be more information there to come in Q4. I'm sure of it. Um, it's not a shameless plug for myself, but the LinkedIn platform is powerful. So I try to constantly create a very clear signal around the work that I am both doing personally, which also ties to the work Team AI, Team AI is doing. So that signal could be partners we're working with and the part of the mission we're excited about, maybe as it relates to social justice, could be a really clear signal around the open opportunities that we're working with our customers to fill in. And we really love the idea of following us, our individuals on LinkedIn because we believe that's how we create access for underrepresented individuals. Um, we have access to these jobs and we can uh, share them publicly to get people in front of the hiring managers um, and try to build out these teams. Uh, and last but not least, uh, reach out, you know, uh, my email is ew at team.ai. Just reach out. We're here. Reach out. Follow through. Follow through. And shout out to Aaron. If you go on his page, he has a Black Lives Matter plastered on his profile <laughs> picture and, uh, and on his cover image, which is much love, much, much, much bravado. Love that, Aaron, man. Love your personality. Aaron, man, it was truly awesome having you on the episode, man. We definitely want to hear what's your profit takeaway for our guy community on how, one, they can make sure they stand out in the future of work. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, look, whether you're a company trying to do talent branding or an individual trying to find the right company, start within, right? Um, you know, we all got to realize who we are and and the attributes that make us uh, strong in yeah. that sense. And and so the biggest thing is just take a, take a deep breath, figure out really who you are, what you want to do. The market is very noisy. So as an individual, your job is to create a signal out there. All right. So really simple tip. If you're out there looking for a role, figure out what you want to do. Call it a job title and <laughs> go work, go work at that job title for a few weeks. You know, so uh, we have data that says the average job seeker applies to 17 different job titles. 17 different job titles. Wow. 17. The folks who apply to six job titles or less convert twice as much wow so it's about on their focus. applications now volume it's about focus and it's also about the fact that job descriptions have gotten out of control every job you think of is written five ways 
Yeah. So when I tell you 17, that's really just them applying to three different jobs that they believe they have overlapping skills for, like project manager, event manager, business analyst, or something to that effect, because they think you know they have skills that apply to those three. Yeah. And then each one of those jobs is written three or four or five different ways. And it creates that dilution, yeah. right? But if you if you got that role where you feel like you're really strong fit for that, stay focused there. Learn how the market's positioning it. Get the feedback from the interviews. Keep iterating. Keep being responsive yourself to that role you want to land, and you'll get there. Man, that's powerful, Eric. Man, take notes if you are listening to that. Eric, man, it was truly a joy having you on, man. Let's definitely have you on for a future episode, especially once Team.ai launches, man. What do you think, brother? Hey, I'm in, Tim. Thanks for having me, man. This was real fun. Of course, man. Appreciate you, brother. Talk soon, man. All right, man. Take it easy. <laughs> and that caps it off today's episode of Unleashing the Future of Work. Guide lives, be, guide lives B2B Jam Session. Appreciate you if you are tuning in. And if you want to get access to our beta at guideapp.co, please check out guideapp.co. We are gradually iterating on our product and throughout our beta. And more importantly, we are going to be launching soon, 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 soon. So make sure you check out guideapp.co to get early access to our beta and be a part of our movement. With that said, if you enjoyed and loved watching today's episode, please let me know. Give me your feedback. Send me a DM in my LinkedIn or on my Facebook or on my Twitter, whatever. Reach out to me. And then more importantly, check out utfow.com if you are interested in sponsoring a future Guide Live B2B Jam Session episode. We're always looking for amazing sponsors. And beyond sponsors, we're always looking for people who you believe would be rock star guests to have on the show. Once again, your platform is our platform. Our platform is your platform. Let's build the future of work together. With that said, talk to you soon. And as always, peace, love, and abundance, and enjoy your Thursday. And more importantly, Oakland, if you're in the building, stand up. Let us know how you're doing. Much love to our city and our backyard, Oakland. All right, y'all. Peace.